so for me art house is therefore more i would say not trained to commerce Yeah. is more free is not limited ke oh this has to not bore people this has to be entertaining this has to be limited it is more a free freer form which is kind of exploring uh, something deeper where that artist is trying to give you an insight about something if you are lucky to find that mm-hmm. support in an institution mm. then I, that is also a possibility so yeah. it's not that only big budget films are commercial films Mm-hmm. you can get a, a you know a big budget to make something which is meaningful as a painter you are painting a canvas that is external hmm. but as a artist as a actor you are the bloody canvas ek palak tumhara aankh ka ek you know sur hai wo tumhare aankh yeah 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 hi hello namaste welcome where we talk about films a podcast where where we talk about films and where I keep screwing up the hair continuity throughout the show. कुछ शर्म नहीं इस बार भी होने वाला है वो. So anyway, let's just let's get get used to this. But uh, yeah, today's conversation is with Urvashi Rani. She's she's been a mentor to me. She has taught me a lot of things about art. And if you're coming from a place where you think that art cinema बहुत pretentious है, then you might get a better perspective from someone who understands that kind of cinema. And uh, the conversation is about everything about paintings, photography. It's basically about how an artist expresses him, expresses himself through his art form. So, yeah, अरे थोड़ा patience रखो समझ जाएगा art भी समझ जाएगा. So let's let's just get started. So I grew up on hardcore Hindi mainstream movies, and my perspective towards films was on the opposite end of the spectrum from where it is now. And one of the biggest reasons behind this this change is is a workshop I had with our today's guest. She basically changed my perspective towards art as a whole. She changed my perspective, and she made me actually understand what film is as an art form. Uh, she's a she's a filmmaker, actor, film educationalist. Uh, she's been a great mentor to me. and this episode is really special to me so, uh, so let's just let's welcome uh, urvashi ma'am hi how are you <laughs> hi vidar it's a pleasure to be being here yeah and to see your journey i remember the first time you came to me and we were discussing about your switch from engineering <laughs> and i tried to give you a safety net i said why don't you try and do both but you took the plunge and i'm so proud seeing Thank your you. progress and your journey so far yeah So so how are you how are you you just like battled covid and uh, the your quarantine how was it this whole lockdown period for you quarantine was great because i think <laughs> for an artist somewhere you are introspecting and i uh-huh. kind of did a few small little paintings i'm an amateur painter <laughs> so i kind of went to my childhood and uh, you know went down memory lane <laughs> i enjoyed myself <laughs> <laughs> I like my me time, so I enjoyed myself. <laughs> okay. And luckily, I had mild symptoms, so hmm. you know it just started with nausea, and then nausea kind of went away. Okay. So it was it was not like in the hospital and yeah, yeah, yeah. not life threatening. <laughs> But uh, it felt nice that you received uh, support from your colleagues and your hmm. workspace, and everybody said just chill, don't worry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That was nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, okay so uh, like going going back to the beginning of your journey where where did this journey with films begin like where did it start okay so uh, at one level there are two dimensions to it i think mm-hmm. one is that uh, 
one is with filmmaking and one is with my uh, kind of knowledge of films and okay. aesthetics of films so that mm-hmm. came later okay. uh, i would say that somewhere filmmaking was in my blood mm-hmm. because my dad was a filmmaker yeah and he had his production company which he started in 1975 Okay. and he has a very interesting background very illustrious background where he's been associated with uh, chetan anand he's worked as a general manager for chetan anand so he's been part of uh, the film industry i don't know many people don't know of chetan anand in today's yeah. contemporary times yeah, but yeah, maybe yeah. devanand is a more popular name <laughs> the chetan anand devanand family <laughs> so uh, that was a great uh, experience uh, which dad kind of uh, went through and always speaks about Mm-hmm. but that was very typical hindi cinema at the same time it was very art cinema okay. you know mm-hmm. and uh, then daddy's journey was uh, with channel 4 london in fact that's where he um, became a friend with farooq dondi because of the mm-hmm. projects that he did yeah and then when therefore i started off when i was in college itself okay so i was in jaihind college i was studying arts and apna um, company tha and uh, dad said why don't you start like you know mm. being part of the projects yeah so for my my first project was um, a travel log series uh, oh. on the exiled route of lord ram oh and uh, yeah. i got to be and it was for channel 4 so it was a, like mm-hmm. a big project yeah and uh, it was six parts half an hour each so it was literally like a film 3 yeah. hour yeah yeah, yeah yeah and i was part of the research uh, direction mm-hmm. production everything Mm-hmm. so my journey started and since it's your own company uh, at one level i was assisting mm-hmm. and i was the spot boy to the <laughs> boss <laughs> so that is interesting in its own way at yeah. one level you feel oh you want to start your you know your own thing mm-hmm. and you feel ke, like daddy is not doing justice enough huh. at the same time you feel ke, you know it's so exciting and because of daddy <laughs> you're getting an exposure to this whole thing <laughs> so mixed feelings and of course at that time you have all these stupid notions afterwards you realize uh, <laughs> more i think you yeah. know the the value of the journey mm-hmm. and you take for granted when you are at that time ke matlab kitne projects karenge ha. you know uh-huh. but uh, life changes dynamics change and uh, <clears throat> uh, i went into different directions which we'll talk about later yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, so so one was that aspect of mm-hmm. filmmaking where dad was part of filmmaking so yeah. automatically i took to it my sister didn't not necessarily uh-huh. everybody goes to what your parents <laughs> are doing but i think being an artist somewhere i got attracted to it automatically mm. i didn't have to think or nobody had to initiate me into mm. making films mm-hmm. or into filmmaking mm. also maybe being the elder uh, somewhere in the family the elder daughter i took yeah. to that i don't know yeah. what is the reason <laughs> and then somewhere i had this thing of maybe i will train i'll go to fti but that mm-hmm. never happened mm-hmm. and so i am quite a self taught uh, yeah. professional in everything that i have done uh-huh. in so far in life uh-huh. and uh, so it's the school of hard knocks right mm-hmm. from learning to the shoot to anything that i have done later mm-hmm. and then my aesthetics in film started later when actually i started teaching film okay so when i was invited and that was again i was invited by a friend to kind of take sessions on uh, film making he said your taste in cinema is good i don't think i had any great taste at that time <laughs> but you speak well huh. so i kind of uh, dwelled into it and when i dwelled into it i kind of discovered this whole world of auteurs of artists mm. 
yeah. who are making films and yeah. that really attracted me you know mm-hmm. so that was really my introduction to cinema as i call it otherwise it was very regular popular cinema mm-hmm. that we all see amir khan and you know nach <laughs> gana and all that <laughs> okay so uh, what you mentioned right now amir khan and everything so there is like there is this term which people say that art house filmmaking so to say what do you think yeah. like what is your perspective on like uh, people classify a lot of like specific films as art house films what do you think what does it actually mean that making an art house film i think uh, see there are a lot it's a very associated term with time according to me when okay. you talk about art house Hmm. so if you talk about art house let's say 20 years ago it would mean something else and i'll okay. I'll, i'll briefly go into that in terms of yeah. the history of cinema yeah, yeah. if you talk about art house today it means something else mm-hmm. depends on who you talk to uh, which kind of a filmmaker he will define art house in a different mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. but having said that for me what mm-hmm. art house means is um, that i think i would like to say more uh, independent art house uh, the way i am terming it or the okay. way i would like to make my films uh-huh. because one is that there the, this is a two very different streams hmm. one is that there is a commercial product that is made which is run for money which is is a product yeah like in any uh, any uh, industry you make so this is also an industry and you yeah. make a product Hmm. where your outcome is uh, supposed to be the income that you get so the hmm. no, more number of people you put on the seats the more eyeballs you're all after that hmm. so you will use formula you will use whatever you need to use to try and get that right okay. you will use sex you will use violence you will use shock power you will use whatever yeah. so that that there is one so i'm talking about extremes now yeah. there can be things in between yeah right but one extreme is therefore that there is a film making which is addressed for making money and it mm. is an industry purely mm. that mm. and another extreme is where it is just like any other medium of art mm-hmm. in fact it is so much richer because it has includes all the mediums it can yeah. include performing arts it can include you know, um, painting yeah. everything it can include music mm-hmm. everything so uh, at that purest level or that extreme spectrum it is a way of expressing it's mm-hmm. a way of an insight that an artist gives you know mm-hmm. so so for me art house is therefore something which is therefore more i would say not chained to commerce yeah is more free is not limited ke oh this has to not bore people this has to be entertaining this has to be limited it is more a free, freer form which is kind of exploring uh, something deeper where that artist is trying to give you an insight about something mm-hmm. you know where that's what life is all about of being human you know yeah. it's about making sense of what life is mm-hmm. and if that is it's not about how boring or entertaining it's not about slow pace or fast pace but it's about something that that person has realized and is trying to share with you yeah so that is these are the two opposite spectrums for mm-hmm. me and if i very quickly touch upon history what happened mm-hmm. is that uh, there has always been a time in the evolution of the language of cinema of course the initial stage was where language was developing there yeah. where there was no language right yeah. they were finding their own ground and in the initial phases therefore uh, we had the lumiere brothers who were just opening the camera and recording reality yeah. so i mean i don't know you call that art or you call it <laughs> commerce i uh, mean it's both right uh-huh. uh so but once this basic grammar started getting developed hmm. and people uh, saw that oh there is money that can be you know got yeah. from this art form yeah, yeah. not art form from this medium uh, let's uh, say uh, let's call it a medium right uh, uh, then you had this whole 
industry that was developing and there was always a counter industry that was developing with artists who were trying to break that in okay. many ways Mm-hmm. and that itself was a different kind of industry mm. and then there was a phase where like hollywood big bosses for example the big studios themselves encouraged this artistic cinema and made new wave hollywood cinema you know and because they said that yeah there is a market for that also uh-huh. you know so yeah. in the pure spectrums there is uh, the product uh, mm. because film is a industry mm-hmm. and then there is the pure artistic expression yeah and every time there has been these two tracks of something which is Uh, addressing this this commercial thing and then there has been this move this parallel movement all along history in the world and in india where it has tried to counter that and mm-hmm. uh, so for example a film like like martin scorsese or mm. you know some of these filmmakers yeah. they are trying in the commercial mold itself to try and make something artistic meaningful not just mm. formula or not mm-hmm. just cut paste you know there is something that they want to say mm. something that they want to express Yeah. So today, even more, I think it's become a blurring of the lines between yeah. artistic cinema yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. popular cinema. Mm-hmm. Earlier, there was a very sharp divide. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about Indian art cinema, Govind Nilani, Sham Benegal, they were like, "We don't want Satyajit Ray." You know, yeah. this is a very popular cinema was a very formalistic, theatrical, larger than life kind of perspective. Yeah. And the art cinema, as we know it or we call it, was more subtle, more. Mm-hmm. Um, life as we know it mm-hmm. and life as we experience it so yeah. that was the notion of art somewhere okay uh, art cinema that kind of historically was connected to it mm-hmm. but but like one very popular uh, counter argument towards this is that the purest of artist who's expressing himself yeah. he still has yeah. to manage a lot of money related things right because filmmaking as an art form is very expensive like it Correct. is very costly so how how do you like then what what is the middle ground because somewhere down the line money will be a will be an issue right so how do you manage that what do you think about that yeah so that's the challenge and it's also the sources from where you get it and okay. sometimes there is a lot of support like in not so much in india uh, not always but there there are institutions there are uh, spaces who completely respect that there needs to be a film which is not just for commerce yeah you know? and yeah. there then they will give you the money it doesn't mean that because you're making a artistic film you're not going to get enough money to do that canvas or to make that and that then i think somewhere also depends on maybe the reputation of the artist that he's mm-hmm. been able to get that trust of that organization who will give you that money to indulge in something which is not just putting you know people yeah. on the seats yeah 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 so it is a challenge always it is a mm-hmm. challenge and it is easier always mm-hmm. i accept that it is easier uh, to have a smaller budget because you can experiment that's yeah. what everybody says yeah, the bigger yeah. the budget the less you can experiment mm-hmm. but when you have a maybe a reputation and a trust and an organization who is trying to support the value of art mm-hmm. uh, then a bigger budget will come your way can come your way uh, because it is just another means of increasing your canvas it is yeah. like saying that you've got a bigger canvas and i need more money for that bigger canvas mm-hmm. so if they if you are lucky to find that mm-hmm. support in an institution mm. then I, that is also a possibility so yeah. it's not that only big budget films are commercial films mm-hmm. you can get a, a you know a big budget to make something which is meaningful yeah yeah totally makes sense but, but that's very challenge. difficult but yeah it's a yeah it's exactly i agree 
So, uh, okay, this is uh, again about the education part of it, like how you, but where did you, when did you make your first film as a director or when did you act for the first time? What was that like? Okay, so uh, I think uh, if I go back to what I was discussing, um, huh. I started off being into, kind of got in touch with the world of filmmaking through my dad. Yes. Uh, that was very much making films for a particular kind of audience. It was uh-huh. a Channel 4 audience or a European market. It was uh, it was a targeted, it was not, com- I mean, it was somewhere commercial film in okay. that sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it was of course for television, etc. But you were targeting a particular sensibility and aesthetic. There you were not interested in exploring your identity. None of mm-hmm. that was happening in that space, yeah. you know. Because you were taking issues and you were doing it, you know, mm-hmm. whatever in the truest possible way. Mm-hmm. So our tra- travelogue was not about, you know, uh, just a simple Ram Yatra in the sense of like a holy, uh, you know, glamorous mm-hmm. person going around touching people's feet. <laughs> but it was very much about questioning uh, myth and reality and getting mm-hmm. historians on site, etc. So it was it was quite stimulating in that way. Yeah. But uh, it was not about finding your creative voice. This happened, I think. Uh, in around 2011 when um, dad and I decided that uh, because technology with the 5D, you know, was becoming very accessible. Yeah. So when we used to shoot these documentaries and these travelogues and all these other films that we used to do for Channel 4 or other uh, production houses, uh, it was like a 16mm, 35mm camera, which is very expensive. You don't even think about, you can't buy it, you know. (laughs) And therefore to make it and hire it and make your own film was, was not really accessible. And dad really came from that world. I mean, I maybe was in the flux. I was, I was there and then, you know, there was digital world Hmm. that was part of our world. But the 5D, I think as a technology somewhere, you know, uh, was the first step which uh, dad and I kind of decided together that let's, and dad really, actually, I should give him credit. He pushed me Hmm. like, go ahead, make it, make your Hmm. first film. You'll never be ready. You know, there's never a perfect (laughs) time. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I'm grateful now huh. that um, uh, so mom, my first film was Mamaiji, which ah. was uh, my maternal grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was not immediately that I kind of, I think, got the idea that I'll make a film on her as a character. It was a mm. process. I was trying to, in fact, ask myself that if I'm going to make films about uh, my own voice, because I was, I was as an artist trying to find my yeah. voice, then my first question was that, what is it that I can say that has not been done? Hmm. I mean, that's, I think, a very, because for me, at least as a person, that's very important. And I think it's important for any artist. So what yeah. are you contributing? What hmm. are you bringing to the table that is not already there? Yeah. Nothing is completely original. Hmm. Having said that, we are yeah, all yeah. building on foundations. Yeah, yeah. But I think the... The truest or the closest can be our personal world, our mm. dreams, our relationships, our emotions, uh, how we have been affected by a particular experience, etc. Yeah. So I started from that very simple premise. Mm. And I said that I felt that my religion, my um, uh, that was an interesting or important uh, part of my identity. And even though I'm not like a religious person per mm-hmm. se, I don't go to the fire temple every day or do any of that or like do some regular prayers and all. Mm. But there is an attachment and I feel that that sense of belonging to a very ancient religion was interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. So somewhere this whole thing of bringing that identity into play was something that started me off thinking. Okay. And then finally it led to uh, this idea of 
it i think started by making wanting to make my grandmother a kind of a um narrator and part of this whole thing and then it said no no but she itself is like a great character yeah. and uh, you know why not her mm-hmm. and then i went into that whole space and mm-hmm. i said she is a fascinating character and for me that idea was all about the um, extraordinary in the ordinary yeah and that that i think is another part of a powerful concept of art mm-hmm. that you don't have to make a film about a celebrity or about necessarily about somebody who is like very famous yeah yes there is a learning in that mm-hmm. but every little person in our life has something to share with us mm-hmm. and therefore i think that was beautiful and yeah. the challenge of course was which i was questioned initially in mm-hmm. fact by my one somebody from my own family very close to me who loves me but didn't understand that who's going to be interested in your grandmother's story yeah yeah you know and i think that's a very again a very interesting question for the lay audience maybe if there is anybody uh, you know mm. seeing this mm-hmm. that i think that delicate balance between how uh, if as a filmmaker or an artist you can take the personal and make it universal yeah and hopefully i hope i've been able to do that mm-hmm. and when she saw the film she she was quite touched and i think that's when she realized the the journey or yeah. you know how something personal yeah, can yeah. be very universal mm-hmm. and it still touches me when you know some like this is i think one of my films which really i think it's also the purest because it's the first maybe mm-hmm. and uh, my cousin in fact uh, alzain denugara who was also a kind of a collaborator who helped me with the research and i remember yeah. sitting with her and it was this one day that we completely i know it was very inspired sitting mm-hmm. in some cafe coffee day or some mm-hmm. some uh, cafe i think in lokandwala where we uh, i think it just flowed out that this basic concept of where the film will be set hmm. and uh, you know it then just perfectly i think worked with my aesthetics of mm-hmm. without planning it uh, going out and planning it intellectually mm-hmm. uh, that the world will be suspended between the real and the unreal i didn't want yeah. to do a very documentary real real thing mm-hmm. so i think uh, that that uh, was my first experience yeah. with uh, which which i really want to talk about so one thing you mentioned is that uh, when a layman watches it maybe he won't understand everything and that's what actually happened with me because when i uh, had a work had the workshop there was the first time i was getting introduced to anything except salman khan amir khan shahrukh khan you know what i mean <laughs> really so, yeah i i but then but then what really motivated you to make films i mean sorry i'm going a bit on you but no when i actually made one short film really bad terrible but i i just genuinely loved the process of making it it just made like and after that so when, it was the process that attracted you first yeah and the, the aesthetics developed later yeah later on like yeah so uh, when i watched it uh, i get the what your what happened in the film and uh, the feel of it what you wanted yeah. to say i understood that uh, on a subconscious level but when i watch yeah. the film right now again for the whole thing i'm able to appreciate the smallest of things like the apple on the table like the reference to dali's watch like the production design like the wide shot like the cross dissolves and everything the sound design the music oh i love the music it doesn't look like a first film so all of these things came uh, in your first film so what was the process before that because this doesn't look like you just picked up a camera and shot something right No, there was uh, a lot of i felt a lot of mature aesthetic uh, in your first film so where did that come from how did you educate yourself for that uh, i know the technical end maybe you were prepared with working with uh, 
your father and everything but what about the aesthetic part of it aesthetic part of it was more instinctive i didn't go out okay. and say okay now i'll start start studying dali and then i'll use dali you know mm-hmm. it kind of just i think uh, it was instinctive and i think a lot of my work and when we talk about acting i think i'll talk about it even more mm-hmm. uh it was maybe something that uh was part of my intuitive aesthetic and okay. now I'm, when i talk about it i love to discover myself in a way mm-hmm. so i realized that there is this attraction to minimalism there is mm. this attraction to uh, surrealism yeah and uh, you know that is somewhere going back to my urge as an artist or as a human being mm-hmm. of uh, maybe in a way trying to find spirituality mm-hmm. not in the bugu way not mm-hmm. in the guru sishya kind of way but yeah. more in you know through my art yeah and in a i mean i'm uh, labeling it for myself but i think more innocent more pure mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that way and for me i realized that i think what is really a high is or what is really driving everything in my art or my life mm. is trying to discover and i think we all do it at one level but not consciously maybe yeah trying to discover who am i mm. trying to discover mm. you know these very fundamental questions of life and i think everybody does that at, at, in a certain way in, in their art and in life even if they are not yeah. sometimes it is a crisis that creates that yeah, yeah. okay but coming back to uh, the film uh, hmm. the process of the film mm-hmm. um, so as i said that a lot of it was this whole idea like in anahita's law my recent film i spent like years just not being able to be inspired and crack what i finally did because mm-hmm. i felt it was not unique enough and then i i arrived at that yeah. but this was quite inspired in the sense of um i to, as i told you that when i decided to make a film on her we just sat there one day and the whole i don't know i think the if i remember right the whole the whole storyboard literally was there you know and i i think i cracked that this space was yeah, very yeah, important yeah, you know? yeah. and yeah. and that space is really the film mm. and that was the challenge for me as a filmmaker Mm-hmm. that i can take the audience into another universe mm-hmm. that is the beauty or what yeah. excited me about a filmmaker mm-hmm. besides of course the the character mm-hmm. that i am as a filmmaker what can i do what am mm-hmm. i being able to do am i being able to transport you into another world mm-hmm. and there's a beautiful uh, interpretation of it by uh, somebody in the audience in fti when i had screened it there which i'd like mm-hmm. to mention here yeah. he interpreted it as a waiting room to heaven ha 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 she is sitting in a waiting room to have it i mean i found that quite intriguing you know uh-huh. so it's a space where you know it's real yet it's not real mm. you know and i think that in my work is quite uh, interests me in yeah. some way because i think it's not the mundane reality mm. it is how you can question reality mm-hmm. through uh, you know like doing something yeah. creative yeah 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 but uh, talking about the references like uh, the dali reference or yeah. when i was having the workshop we talked about a lot of a lot about paintings and you actually introduced yeah. me to world of paintings and after that i never like i don't i can't paint i try but i love looking at paintings and studying them and everything so what are the other art forms which influence your film making or uh, the way you express yourself right now or throughout i mean yeah yeah so i think these are again subconscious i think they are not yeah. like uh, deliberately done mm-hmm. so if i just go back a uh, few years in my childhood mm-hmm. i used to um, i was a bharatanatyam dancer uh-huh. because my aunt uh, 
my dad's sister uh-huh. was younger sister who's now in uh, australia and is teaching there uh-huh. uh, she used to have in fact four five uh, centers in india in, in bombay where she used to teach and oh. i used to like a kid go with her yeah. every class yeah. and yeah. besides enjoying the eating like one place was famous for the jalebis <laughs> and one place was famous for the cheese piece dosa i still remember all that uh-huh. very vividly i used to love um, just tagging along and dancing uh-huh. you know uh-huh. so and then i did ballets also i was small but i think somewhere that sense of rhythm that sense of grace i don't know i think an art form uh-huh. somewhere creates something in you yeah so after she left when she got married i didn't pursue it forward mm. i don't remember the exact age maybe fourth standard fifth standard mm-hmm. i don't i don't remember the age but um that maybe left something of an artistic impression in me of oh. you know some kind mm. uh and then there was dad who is or has studied rather for about more than 12 15 years indian classical music so oh. he's again not a professional doesn't do it now in uh-huh. fact but it is something that again i think is was there in the environment not that yeah. he used to do riyaz every day or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know yeah, yeah, yeah. he make you hear something i don't know it's there somewhere in mm-hmm. the air i think mm-hmm. and uh, for me i don't understand and i i don't know i have not yet wanted to make the attempt to understand the nuances of a rag why can't i identify this is one rag from the other yeah but in certain moments i'm just I just sing some alap. I don't know what the hell it is, and then mm-hmm. I ask my dad or I ask other friends who are into mm-hmm. music. And they're like, "Yeah, this sounds like this or this sounds like that," <laughs> and I have not heard that, you know. Uh-huh. I've not heard it immediately or anything. Uh-huh. So again, it's something that is I don't know something that's I don't know if it can be passed genetically at all, <laughs> but it's something like that gives me joy. That is that is yeah. an art that is instinctively part of you. <laughs> so you know, uh, so I think there are these influences. Yeah, there yeah, has yeah. not been and then i think the visual influence of photography again mm-hmm. at one level before making films i've been involved in photography so maybe the the attraction to the visual world is strong mm-hmm. so the sense of you know uh, uh, those aesthetic, visual aesthetics being very mm-hmm. important for me like yeah. i would not just take a random camera and shoot yeah. yeah yeah unless i want to do that as a style which uh-huh. i would not maybe enjoy so <laughs> as i said i want to sure. create a world <laughs> create a world and yeah. how am i bringing my world but documentary in real life is about capturing what is hmm. so um so then a uh, interesting process with uh, mamai ji was that we did a whole mock shoot and not with her with myself and it was hmm. very funny i don't have those stills i would have showed you otherwise <laughs> but like i'm dressed up Uh, uh-huh. as mama ji just to get a little feel of the you know the yeah. the space and all that and uh, so there also i remember i had a assistant tushar mm-hmm. who was uh, my student um, in um, in digital academy and i think that was mm-hmm. part of the session where i was doing film appreciation for them mm-hmm. so he i called him on board and he was assisting me in direction and we did this whole mock shoot and you know yeah. and the cinematographer was not a cinematographer he was my friend unfortunately is no more martin xavier but he was a dear friend and he was a still photographer oh. he was not so much into cinematography per uh-huh. se he maybe he must have done some video uh-huh. but i convinced him and i was very clear about like what is the shot i want what hmm. is the lighting i want mm-hmm. so i said you go and get this done you, that is your problem now you get it <laughs> you know i want this uh, illusion so he he kind of uh, you know uh, so i was not working with like professionals of the yeah. very specific in 
industry as in like a cinematographer yeah. who's done 10 films but i think i managed to um, kind of get a professionalism which i'm proud of yeah, yeah and the sound interestingly was um, by ayan who is very talented and um, in fact is making i think a lot of uh, films and has his own work now mm-hmm. uh, i remember i told him about this universe and he told me look i am giving you suspended notes so your music is also like in a suspended reality <laughs> and i asked him like a whole detailed thing i said if there is any interview i can like elaborate on how the hell is it a suspended <laughs> notes yeah, yeah, yeah. but he never really gave me the details <laughs> of it but i believe him that they are suspended notes so yeah uh-huh. at all levels okay. you are getting suspended into reality uh-huh. about about the visual aesthetic you said that uh, genuinely yeah. like the film uh, i was a trailer of uh the feature film but all the like the short films one we worked on one i've seen the yeah actually they look like paintings and uh, as you mentioned that is very subconscious and that is your pure aesthetic and that is seen on uh, in all the three films that i've seen uh but there is uh, one thing you were talking about that uh, layman may not understand what you are trying to say so while making a film do you have any aspect of what the audience will understand in your head or not or else uh, because that might limit you and what is your approach towards this very popular thing that i have been working whole day why do why will i choose to watch a film which is like trying to tell me who am i and exploration of these questions rather than just watch a film called maybe i don't know judwa or something like that so what are your takes on both these things uh Yeah. So as I said right initially that it depends on what kind of uh, where you want to go in the spectrum do you want to make a commercial film if i am mm. been told i am going to make money and i decide i want to make a commercial film and mm. i want to entertain people or i want to make films in the mainstream medium then i will not be like maybe doing a heavy dose of whoever okay that will slip in right <laughs> but uh, and therefore then there i would want to you know entertain them i would like to use genre conventions i would like to satisfy those needs mm-hmm. but if i'm making an independent film i'm making an art film it is the audience's duty not to be entertained please that's the difference i am not obligated to them they are obligated to me because if they are coming to watch art cinema it they come with that perspective they're supposed to come with that perspective of not being entertained that's what i believe people can disagree with them i don't care but mm-hmm. i feel that life is about uh, art is about, about engagement yes perfect that's the word engagement mm-hmm. is the word mm-hmm. and it's not about i mean then in the name of art again you can do anything Yeah. which are interesting experiments but then that is the extreme spectrum yeah. like you know we've got artists who have recorded a man sleeping for 12 hours 9 hours wo dekho wo bhi art hai i mean i like the idea of it uh-huh. but then i can understand yes uh, that will be boring for somebody yeah so wo extremes hai but i think that is beautiful that uh, see what is art art is all hmm. about perspective hmm. that is something that somebody who wants to see art should understand what mm. is art why is uh, a dali interesting why is uh, cubism so great what is about what did cubism do mm. cubism brought a perspective which is different mm. right mm. what is surrealism doing what did dadaism do like you have this very uh, i'll talk about marshall duchamp when we talk about dadaism mm. which is like way back in the 90s uh, 1900s where we are talking and it still continues today as postmodernism yeah. and conceptual art mm. uh, 
what he did is that he brought a urinal hmm. into the art gallery a urinal right this is not a work of art that he has created either with hand or with paint hmm. he bought something from the market it was i don't think it was a used urinal hmm. uh, he brought something which was mass produced and he put it in the art gallery and he said this is art of course he faced opposition by some huh. people initially and it was banned etc but then he huh. had his way and he became so famous and he is an art, artist of repute what was he saying why is it art because he was questioning what is art he was questioning yeah. the traditional concepts of art yeah. art is about looking at the world in a particular way art is about questioning rules it's about mm-hmm. looking at things it's about perspective mm-hmm. you know so art is not only about how well you can imitate line how well you can get form color art is also about a way of looking at something mm. and i think that's the that's what is needed when mm. you know so some people say are ye to you know chutiya banata hai ya pagal ha so the value in in these things is about the perspective and there is this whole aspect to art that it is about making you see things in a particular way mm-hmm. but having said that i think there is more power or revolution in the people who started it or questioned it and it can be used by uh, some lazy uh, artists to create shit and say that it's experimental mm. uh, or it's postmodernist yeah so there is a delicate uh, line there uh, uh-huh. it depends on how sincere you are how mm. uh, i think uh, how much you committed yourself to mm-hmm. what you're creating yeah okay and uh, like about these are the like we were talking about the other art forms who have influenced your work what are the other like cinematic influences you have uh, on your art like painting you paint like you your paintings or your films or anything the things you write what are the other cinematic influences on your films so if i start first with painting um because when we talk about surrealism i think mm. that surrealism somewhere came from the painters to me which yeah. i took into cinema okay. right mm-hmm. and then abstraction so i don't i don't know if i've really been able to bring abstraction into play but uh, paul klee or any of the artists who are very minimalist in their work mm-hmm. and are kind of speaking through their work yeah. is an attraction so maybe subconsciously these things will come across uh, so besides painting and because i think that that is kind of the visual uh, yeah. aesthetic which is strong in me uh i think um uh, sorry i lost the chain of thought i wanted to mention something what was your question again my question was that uh, what are the other cinematic influences on yeah or, yeah, yeah yeah i got it so i was really fascinated as i told you earlier by uh, i think my cinematic journey really started when i was i discovered Uh, auteurs when i discovered mm, yeah. artists mm. so when i saw bergman uh, the first film i saw was persona and i okay. saw i don't know if you've seen the film have you seen it yeah yeah i have seen it i've seen it so okay. i saw these i saw this shot with these two heads just bouncing into frame and coming up i was like fascinated i'm like wow this huh. is something you know yeah. what is this and i feel that these these films that have what i think attracted me which i have not at all touched and mm. near to is that there was like some i don't know it's ha- you can't forget that yeah. it's haunting yeah. mm-hmm. there is something so powerful in that you know so bergman uh, fellini um, ray you know mm. tarkovsky 
these are like artists who are making films and it's not entertaining it's about something deeper it's literally like uh, i think why cinema is also fascinating is because i you'll agree with me that it's a parallel reality we create yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know we are creating we are playing god we are creating something that doesn't exist and forever that will remain with the audience mm-hmm. so if you see mamai ji hopefully if you like it and it haunts you in some way i'm taking haunting as a positive thing here yeah, yeah, yeah. then she is become a reality for you she mm-hmm. exists like as if she existed for you mm-hmm. in in the real world mm-hmm. you know and film can do it compared to the other art so much more completely because you're taking them into the universe yeah. you know you've got sound and you've got uh, you know you've not got touch mm-hmm. but you can create a sensation of touch mm-hmm. uh, with sunlight with water and with you know the senses teasing the yeah. senses yeah uh, about like uh, speaking about mamai ji and the first feature film we'll speak about how how the journey of what was the journey of making your first feature film but uh, okay. in both the things there is a very heavy influence about uh, you talk a lot about religion what is your take yeah. on religion as an artist and then as a person or is it the same do you think urvazi Irani as a person and as an artist are two different people, or do you think it's just the one person? They can't be. Then it's a con. Mm-hmm. Then you're fake. Okay. Isn't it? You're mm. fake then. Okay. Oh, what are you doing? How can your art be different from who you are? Then you're mm-hmm. fake. Then it's not art. Then you're doing commercially something you're mm-hmm. trying to create. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, but if you're doing pure art and you're saying it's art cinema, then it's to reflect you, na, Baba. How can it ah. be false? It'll be fake. Hmm. so uh, at one level i think it has to be the same for me and therefore as i said that i am not a spiritual person yet why have i chosen to speak about religion yeah in in my films or why why is it there because as i said it's an important i think a unique part of my identity and i didn't see a lot of films being made on the subject you know mm-hmm. so i felt it was a, a need it was an opportunity and it was part of my identity so i felt felt it kind of fitted all those things and my stance has always been with the films that i make about um going beyond religion because i feel what religion has become is not what it it is supposed to be hmm. it's like chinese whispers mm-hmm. <laughs> it started off with something else yeah, something agreed. where you're supposed to be empowered hmm. uh, you're supposed to evolve yeah. as a human being that's why you're supposed to be spiritual but unfortunately in the whole uh, greedy mess of power and uh, rubbish mm. uh, games that people play for their own uh, advantage it kind of becomes something very negative yeah. many times but i would still say that still there is a lot of um, there are a lot of people who with the support of religion i think go through crumble mm. because uh, it's not easy to live with this uncertainty of not having anybody there yeah you know of not knowing that there is somebody who will you know uh, answer your prayers mm-hmm. and uh, it's very it's it's a it's a it's a lonely journey to do that mm. you know so for me i don't believe in like a, a god like an idol of course in parsi mm. we don't have an idol yeah but i still don't believe in the traditional concept or i don't pray like a traditional parsi would pray and feel that i'm my problems are going to get solved mm. but i do believe uh, and i think this is another very important aesthetics which is there in me and i'm sure i think it'll it'll kind of come out more um, more distinctly in maybe my future work yeah. this concept of um, good and bad hmm. 
not in the sense of binaries because uh, i teach filmmaking and art and parallel cinema and i'm not talking about good and bad as a villain and yeah. uh, you know a, a hero hmm. but the whole concept of goodness hmm. and uh, the whole concept of i think somewhere beauty which is related to it mm-hmm. so beauty and goodness uh, that that essential human humanism that essential love that essential anything that's positive yeah and therefore beauty is a part of it mm-hmm. is an exploration i think in my work mm-hmm. uh, i am intrigued by um, evil in that sense to explore that is there pure evil you mm-hmm. know uh, not dwell mm-hmm. in it so much but yeah. uh, i i don't know somewhere i tend to have this instinctive feeling of uh, deep down there is um, something very innocent pure yeah. and good about anybody mm-hmm. uh and i would like to believe that mm-hmm. okay yeah oh nice it I, just gets corrupted down the way yeah it does it does i really like what you said about the religion becoming like the game of chinese whispers couldn't agree more but uh speaking about the first feature film uh your yeah. i guess that was the first collaboration with farooq sir no i had uh, also made a short film called the k file which okay. was a kind of uh, like a uh, it was like a the most political film i think that i have made i'm uh-huh. not really a very political person even though they say every filmmaker is political uh-huh. um and that was a that was basically something which was contemporary and i felt that you know as a filmmaker i could kind of uh, in that i related to the concept again i think what i was exploring of evil you know with mm-hmm. kasab mm-hmm. and uh, we had a kind of a wish fulfillment that we did in the script okay and i didn't really do justice to farooq's script because it was too complicated and too uh, mm-hmm. for me as a as a initial i think this was my second film my second uh-huh. short film uh-huh. and of course i got a set and you know we shot in a shooting floor and i got a gun licensed gun and that man was standing there and i got professional actors tv actors uh-huh. and um, that was my first farooq script but i didn't do justice to a farooq script in the sense of i like damaged it a lot i think <laughs> to be able to fit it in a short duration and uh-huh. you know make it this but what was exciting about that it didn't go great or become viral or anything of that nature <laughs> which i thought it would be more popular not viral but more popular because it's tropical uh-huh. but uh, the beautiful thing about one memory that is interestingly associated with it is that one day i got up and i was having my chai and my mm. mom says you know uh, your film is in the headlines in bombay times Why will my film be in the headlines of Bombay? Has it already gone viral? Huh. And I was like surprised. Chota sa pira film tha. But you know, it said uh, something like Kasab is Kasab, something like that. Mm-hmm. My character was called Kasab. Yeah. We had done a uh, play on the names. Yeah. I think that was maybe something to do with Farooq being so popular, and he must have mm-hmm. sent some forward to all his friends, and must have landed up in some journalist's pocket uh-huh. because nobody interviewed me, and it was not viral. <laughs> but uh, that was a nice interesting memory uh actually my last question is that uh making a film is a very stressful task like everything is going wrong and there are a lot of things a lot of aspects you as an artist what and how do you explore something in yourself while making a film you can be specific to a, pro- a project or you can be vague and in general like tell me how and what do you explore in yourself with each and every project because the actual process of making a film is is like why would you do that to yourself you know that's what martin scorsese says 
every time i make a film i'm like why am i doing this to myself but absolutely uh, yeah it is crisis management every minute yeah and yeah. especially your since i'm always a producer also so more <laughs> crisis management yeah 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 so uh, in fact i feel that i feel very envious frankly of people who have found that ideal crew where mm. there is so much of uh, like a team spirit and matlab yeah. yari dosti hai and uh, you know i don't know i feel very envious of that crew i have not found it yet uh-huh. i have um, had very challenging times but very satisfying outcomes mm-hmm. and of course very beautiful moments also mm-hmm. but i don't think i have yet been able to like find that total you know comfort level or uh, that perfect ideal situation yeah. where you know you can completely get what you want mm. i think that's somewhere the challenge and that's been the struggle uh, because i have also maybe not made so many films and i have yeah. given my time to different other things to mm-hmm. teaching etc and film making is not my bread and butter okay. you know so yeah. i have not therefore been so much into it uh, mm. that way but i think that people management fortunately or unfortunately is a big problem uh, or a big aspect of mm. uh, making a film and sometimes if you are a sensitive person like i remember tom alter's words mm. uh, on our shoot when we were shooting for my feature and uh, he was part of the shoot so once he chupke se came and told me come here I said, "Yeah, what happened?" He said, "See, you need to be a little more dominating with your crew. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them get away with it." Uh-huh. So, uh, of course, sometimes if, if I am very sure and I really want to put my foot down, then I put my foot down. Then mm. nobody is going to get away with it. Mm. But I am not generally that kind of a person. You yeah. know, I, I don't like to over dominate, or mm. I would like to give people space, etc. Sometimes I get in the process. Therefore, I feel okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that is something that uh, I hope gradually with more films or with the team that I work with, there is more of that, um, like a more uh, relaxing uh, and yeah. peaceful environment rather uh-huh. than a more stressful mm-hmm. creative zone. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the high that you experience of uh, creating something that didn't exist or being able to say something mm-hmm. you know have a voice i mean those are all very beautiful things yeah and i think they they overpower the very human mundane things of mm. uh, power struggles or uh, i don't know ego clashes or uh-huh. uh, anything of that nature yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, so i think it's the the beauty of uh, creation uh, that kind of strength. i think yeah. uh, that i strive for uh, that makes it all worth it mm-hmm. okay so on that note thank you so much for doing this i had a lot of fun i think after the workshop we are actually having such a long conversation after a really long time so thank you it was yes. really fun having you and i hope you had fun doing this i enjoyed myself Yeah. And I'm looking at that kind of Jackson Pollock painting behind you which <laughs> I don't know what it is it's not that but my leaving notes to you would be do not tell yourself I don't know painting or drawing if you love it explore it you can just throw paint look yeah. up action painting yeah yeah, yeah yeah and explore your creative self